Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the book of Genesis, chapter 17, from verse 3. This is a narrative between Abram and God. And there is a fundamental question that I want to pose and start this reflection with. Does God ever forget his people? Is there ever a time when God is outside of our history? And I don't think there is ever a time that God is outside of our history. I don't think there is ever a time that God forgets his own people. And I see this in the story of Abram. Initially, his name is Abram, and the Lord invites him and calls him out of his father's house, out of his neighborhood, his relatives, the known to the unknown. And the Lord plants a seed into his heart. And he asks him to take a leap of faith, to go to the promised land where the Lord wants to bless him and to guide him. And that's the first thing that I would like us to look into. That there are moments when the Lord comes into our space, into our lives. We know this in Genesis chapter 3, when God goes and he visits Adam in the garden. And he looks at Adam in the garden and he talks to him in verse 8. And we also know this in the story of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, when the angel of the Lord visits Mary. And we know it in our own lives when God comes to our own lives. And the most interesting thing for me is that the Lord goes to Abram and he asks him to leave his own country. And so when the Lord wants to do something in our own lives, sometimes he removes us from the known from the comfortable place, from the place where there is no growth, from the place which is literally barren. And the Lord, when he removes us, he removes us from people, from certain ideas, from a different way of thinking or of doing things. And the process of him removing us, unless we reflect on it deeply, can be extremely painful, and it can be confusing for number for number of people. But I see God removing us and allowing us to be in isolation, allowing us to be on a retreat, allowing us to be secluded, allowing us to face ourselves, look at ourselves. And the Lord is very good at doing that. And so sometimes you find that the people that used to make sense to you no longer make sense. Sometimes the things that you used to enjoy no longer appetize you. Sometimes the conversations that used to thrill you sometimes bore you to death. And those are signs for me of growth. Those are signs of transitioning. Those are signs of moving from one stage to the other stage of our own lives. 
And so when the Lord invites Abram, he has called him out of his own home. And now the Lord lays out the plan for him. In chapter 17, he says to him, I want to make a covenant with you. I want to make a, an agreement of great love that exists between you and I. I want you to know that I want to remain your God. But I'm not just making this covenant with you alone. I'm making this covenant between you and I, and your descendants, and those who will even come after you. And that is something extremely important for me, that the Lord is able to bless Abraham and his children and his great, great, great children, whatever generations that will stem out of the seed of Abraham. And if we were to look at this with the eyes of faith and look deeply into them, you soon realize that the blessings that I am experiencing now was never really given to me in person, but it was given to my ancestors. But the Lord has just kept the blessing because my Lord is a faithful God. And so the descendants of Abraham were not there present when Abraham was receiving a blessing. But in Pontesi, they were there. Potentially, the Lord had kept the promise for them. And that is an amazing realization about God. To realize that the blessings that we bear now, the fruits that we harvest now, part of them are not our own doing, but they are a doing of a generation or generations before us. And so the Lord goes to Abraham and he says to, you, to him, I want to make a covenant with you. I want to enter into a relationship with you, but not just you, but you and your family and you and those who are not yet born. And the Lord says to him, I want to make you a father of a multitude of nations. Hence, his name changes from Abram to Abraham, the father of many nations. And there also is another fundamental great significance in the scriptures. Sometimes when the Lord changes a person's name, there is something expected out of that person. We know that the Lord has Saul who becomes Paul, has Simon who becomes Peter. And so you find these instances in the scriptures where people's names are changed. And I also want to believe that all of us, somehow, we have a change of name. Well, at baptism, we are made Christians. We get a new identity. If you go to the New Testament in the, in the Acts of the Apostles, that the new church was known as the people of the way, and so there is a change of name which goes with a change of attitude, a change of identity. So Abraham is given a new name. Abraham is given a new responsibility. And so the Lord blesses Abraham and he asks him to become that which Abraham does not fully yet understand. 
The Lord says to Abraham, you will be fruitful and I will establish a covenant between you and your descendants. And so today I would like us to remain optimistic that the Lord who has blessed us will continue to bless our children. That the today will have a great meaning also in the tomorrow. That the God who does not abandon us now will not abandon our children. Quite a number of people are losing faith in God because of everything that they go through in their lives. Quite a number of parents are so concerned and worried about their own children. And I think today the Lord is blessing us in a a most powerful way and he is encouraging us, do not be afraid. I will look after them as I've looked after you. I will bless them as I have blessed you. The promises I am giving to you, not even your children can break those promises. And that's the most powerful, fulfilling, warm idea that God can ever give us. That no one can break these promises that God has made. Because God is a God of great mercy and a God of great love. May Almighty God be with you. May he protect you and may he guide you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.